Welcome back to the Love Your Bod Pod. I'm your host, Kara Corinne Safeli. I'm a health coach, a published author, and an online course creator and podcaster. Um, today, I want to talk with you guys about something that I keep getting asked about on Instagram, and that is, you know, the difference between intuitive eating and healthy eating or not eating processed foods, and, you know, is intuitive eating anti-nutrition, is, is anti-diet, anti-health, all of these questions. Like, there seems to be a lot of confusion around what intuitive eating actually is um, and what the anti-diet movement is about, and, um, I want to just shed some light on it and share with you guys my point of view on it. Uh, Again, I'm one person. I have one point of view. Um, I definitely know that there might be some anti-diet dietitians who have like stronger opinions than I do, um, and that's okay. But I want to share with you guys how I see these um, really important movements in the world of health and nutrition and body positivity and and eating disorder recovery. So um, before I dive in, but before I dive in, I want to just give you guys a little bit of an update. Um, So by the time this podcast goes live, I will be in Peru at a women's retreat with a group of amazing women. So I'm going with about eight or so of my friends We're going together, and I know the retreat host. She is also the host of Root and Rise, which is the other women's group that I am a part of and the chef for that I shared about in episode five. So basically, if you're listening to this when it goes live, then I am currently in Peru, not on my cell phone. I decided to take some time off Instagram this week. So maybe you've noticed, maybe you haven't. that I'm not really active on there right now, I figured a good digital detox would be good for my soul and that I could come back full force with so much goodness to share with all of you here and on Instagram. So happy belated Halloween as well. I didn't wish y'all a happy Halloween last week or two weeks ago when, um, when it was Halloween because I recorded that podcast weeks in advance as well and didn't really realize it would be going live on a holiday. And at this point, we're like almost to Thanksgiving. Um, I'm still very much getting used to this whole planning things in advance and having a content calendar of sorts. Like I am so the type of person that just posts what's on her mind that day. Like when the inspiration strikes, I'm not a massive planner when it comes to the content that I share. Like I am very much like in the moment I get inspired to write something. Um, I'm very much a planner in other areas of my life, but like Actually, maybe that's a lie. (laughs) I have no plans for the second week that I'm in Peru. So I'm in Peru two weeks and I have nothing on the calendar. Um, I mean, I plan to go to Machu Picchu, but like nothing set in stone. So maybe I'm not a massive planner. Maybe I am someone that's more flexible and fluid and spontaneous, um, which is great. I I like living this way. I feel like it's very stress-free in a lot of ways. Also, I just want to tell you guys how incredible it feels to know that you guys are listening to this podcast. I check out like how many of you guys tune in every week and it is pretty amazing to know that I'm not like talking into blank space (laughs) or like that you guys are actually out there listening and you've left some of the most incredibly thoughtful and kind reviews. And I think that I have to pick one more winner, I think. So I'm going to read a review to you right now, and um, and then this will be the last winner of that giveaway. So this is called The Road to Self-Compassion. 
It says, I stumbled upon Kara's podcast after someone posted it on their social media. With my current journey of recovery with my eating disorder, I couldn't wait to hear what Kara had to say about this whole different confusing world as I am looking for as much help to calm my internal self from fearing food. And thank goodness I listened. Kara provides such insight on how we can love our body without the fear of eating and society. Obviously easier said than done, but if you are looking for a kind voice to help walk you through your jumbled mind, subscribe. She does such an amazing job on getting you to question your thoughts and understand that it is capable to have self-compassion. Thank you, Kara. And that is from emek 11 so E-M-E-C-K-11. So go ahead, please shoot me a DM on Instagram or uh, an email and you can figure out what prize you'd like. And thank you so, so much for that super kind, thoughtful review. Reading the reviews is really what keeps this podcast going. It helps it reach more people. It also lets me know that I'm sharing stuff that is helpful to you guys. Um, So if you like what you hear and you haven't left a review, I would appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Um, It would be so awesome. Um, I'm so grateful for those of you that have already. Okay, so like I had mentioned earlier, today I want to address a very common misconception about intuitive eating and anti-diet, and that it somehow means anti-nutrition. And I understand this misconception. I totally get why we think that. But we don't think that in a vacuum. We think that because we are coming from the perspective of diet culture and wellness culture. Now, diet culture tells us that we need to avoid all of the bad foods because they will make us gain weight. And then wellness culture tells us that we need to avoid all of the bad foods because they will ruin our health and also make you gain weight. Double whammy. And then here comes anti-diet and intuitive eating culture telling you to trust your body and eat whatever you want. So of course you assume that means eating everything that diet culture and wellness culture tells you not to eat. So before I go on any further, I want to make it very clear that while I am absolutely someone that is a part of the anti-diet culture, I am not super anti-wellness culture. Um, I think that there are very important things happening as a result of wellness culture. And the reason I'm saying that is because there are a lot of anti-dietitians in the space who are very anti-wellness culture and are only focusing on the harm that it is doing. But I am somewhere in the middle on wellness culture. Uh, Again, I think that there are very important things happening as a result of it. I do believe that we need more organic farming, and I do believe we need the government to stop subsidizing corn syrup and start subsidizing vegetables. And I do think that glyphosate from Monsanto's Roundup should be illegal. Yes, it is causing harm to the environment, to the planet, to the people. So do I, I also think that food stamps should be accepted at farmer's markets and not just allow people to buy processed foods depleted of nutrition, but rich in calories. Like, of course, I believe these things, people. And I'm not the only one who is a part of the anti-diet movement who believes this. So I want to read to you a quote from Linda Bacon. And Linda Bacon, if you don't know who she is, she wrote the book Health at Every Size. She is the queen of Health at Every Size. She created it. It's her government-funded study. And she is absolutely a part of intuitive eating and anti-diet. And this is what she has to say. While it is clear that our food choices are a matter of personal responsibility, It is important to recognize that we do not make our choices in a vacuum. We select our food in an environment toxic with government policies that encourage cheap prices for foods with low nutrition value, I'm sorry, with low nutrient value, and in which billions 
of dollars have been spent to convince us to distrust ourselves, to overeat, and to eat foods laced with ingredients that raise our set points and damage our health. Again, that is a direct quote from Linda Bacon from her book, Health at Every Size. So, is wellness culture exposing people to all kinds of nutritious alternatives? Yes. Is it helping people improve their health? Of course. Are people paying more attention to food quality and ingredients? Yes. This is all really good shit, my friends. But as a result, some of us have taken it to the extreme. Some of us are so afraid of foods that are not organic, non-GMO, not pasture-raised, not whole, that we have anxiety and stress around food constantly. We struggle to go out to eat with our friends and our family and forget about family gatherings. We are like the odd woman out eating our salad while everyone else eats their whole meal in peace, right? Like Thanksgiving's coming up and how many of you have fear around what is going to be served at the Thanksgiving gathering? Okay, if that's you, then I want you to know that this podcast is for you, okay? If you are the type of person who, like, doesn't go out to restaurants with your friends because you don't think the food is healthy enough, or you're the person who goes over to family gatherings and you make your own separate food because you want to make sure, you want to perfectly control it and you want it to be healthy and organic and non-GMO and, you know, all of that stuff. So while I do think it's important to eat healthy foods, there is such a thing as taking it to the extreme. So not only are we obsessed with the purity and cleanliness of our food, what ends up happening is we also judge every other human being who doesn't eat the way we eat. And as a result, we think that we are better because we eat clean. We find our worth in what's on our plate, and this is very problematic. So have you ever felt to yourself, have you ever thought, like, I can't believe that person eats that way, or like, do they have any idea how bad that is for their body, or how bad that is for the environment? Like, have you ever found yourself judging someone and then, me, and then feeling like you're superior because of it? This is, in a lot of ways, totally problematic. Now, it's different if you want to genuinely educate someone and share with someone about what it is that you know about health and nutrition, but... If you are finding value in what's on your plate, it's typically problematic. So while yes, I think the more soul foods, and that's S-O-U-L, seasonal, organic, and processed local foods we all eat, the better off we will all be and the better off the planet will be. I truly believe that. I very much think that the way that our food system is set up, the way that government subsidies are set up, and how the farm bill encourages farmers to mass produce grains as opposed to more nutrient-rich vegetables is totally problematic. Do I think that it is wildly bizarre that an organic cauliflower costs more than a bag of like chicken wontons at Trader Joe's? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. But I honestly do not care how clean your food is. If your relationship with food causes you stress, fear, anxiety, if it isolates you from social events, if it disconnects you emotionally, if it leaves you feeling out of control or obsessive, it is not healthy. Because all of that stuff that I just explained is really unhealthy to our body and to our being as well. Not only in the moment, but in the long run. Like that stress absolutely has a ripple effect. It permeates all other areas of our life. And we all know that stress is bad for our health. But the thing is, your body is not designed to categorize stress into little boxes. To your body, stress is just stress. So if you are stressed because a tiger is chasing you, or because you have a work deadline, or because your food is not organic, well, guess what? 
you are activating the sympathetic nervous system. You're raising your cortisol. You're messing up your hormones. You're taking attention away from healing and digesting food. So you are more likely to be bloated, have digestive issues, absorb less nutrients from the food, and have a lot less fun in your life. You guys, stress is the bottleneck to disease. So our obsession with clean eating is why we have a new classification of eating disorders called orthorexia. So here's the hard truth. If you refuse to eat processed foods out of fear or like even non-organic salad because your obsession with clean eating and purity, then this is disordered eating and it is not healthy mentally or emotionally. Because you as a whole person, talking holistically, you have four bodies to care for. First is your physical body, then your emotional body, then your mental body, and then your spiritual body. And a truly healthy person is balanced and well and alive in all four bodies. You can't just focus on the physical body. So I will have a separate podcast where I dive deep into these four bodies. I'm not going to do that right now, but I want you to start to look at yourself holistically. And if you are emotionally and mentally stressed because of your relationship with food, then overall your health is suffering. And again, I am not denying the fact that eating nutrient depleted foods affects our mood and our emotional state. I am well aware of the fact that nutrition is important for mental health. Nutritional deficiencies affect neurotransmitter production, which plays a role in mood stability. And you guys, I'm well aware that gut health is important for overall health, okay? If you've read my book, Body Wisdom, the first half of my book is all about nutrition because it is important. But that said, I still stand by what I am saying. Obsession with anything, including healthy eating, is not healthy because it's not balanced. And if you follow me on IG or if you have read my book, then you know I care about healthful foods. I eat as much organic as I can afford. I eat mostly foods that I cook for myself at home. My Instagram feed is an accurate representation of about 70 to 80% of what I eat. The other is eating out, and I don't take pictures of what I eat when I'm out. Not because I'm trying to hide anything or hide what I'm eating, but because I just want to go out and enjoy myself and not be on my phone and worry about posting pictures on IG. And IG means Instagram. So the thing is, you were not put here on planet Earth to eat perfectly and die. Okay, You were put here to enjoy your life and also to enjoy delicious foods. So I hope that clears up and creates a little bit of a distinction for you. So I am very passionate about health and nutrition and whole foods. I am well aware of the implications of our food system and fast food and processed foods. Uh, I'm aware of the implications on our environment. I'm aware of the implications on food pricing. I'm well aware of the implications on what's happening with uh, low income portions of the population. You guys, like I'm well aware of how important it is that we have a shift in our food system. It is affecting every facet of our society, including the environment and greenhouse gases and animals. Like I am absolutely an advocate for more whole foods, but I draw the line when that obsession with clean eating is causing stress in your life, when it is interfering with the quality of your life. Okay, so moving on. Intuitive eating and anti-diet is not anti-nutrition. So principle 10 of intuitive eating is called gentle nutrition. So if you think it's anti-nutrition, I want you to think again. Furthermore, Linda Bacon, who authored the book Health at Every Size, talks extensively about our food system and politics and its its impacts on our health, food choices, and weight in her book. And you guys, she is the anti-diet queen. She started the Health at Every Size movement. And the health at every size movement is not healthy at any size. It just means no matter what size you are, we we can 
practice taking care of your health in a way that actually leads to long-term um, health as opposed to just focusing on your weight. So I want to make that clear. Now, the reason why someone who is an advocate for intuitive eating, who also has an anti-diet approach, says to listen to your body and eat whatever you want scares the crap out of you and makes you think it's anti-nutrition and that it must mean you're eating cake for breakfast every day until you die is because we have been taught by diet culture to not listen to our body. We are taught that we can't trust ourselves and our instincts, and we are told that we can't eat all of these foods. We are told that they are bad and we shouldn't eat them. And if we eat them, then we are bad. And this, guys, this fear-based mindset towards food wires us neurobiologically to want them more. This has been very well researched. We want what we can't have. Restriction results in an increased awareness for and an obsession with those foods. So you have likely been spending years of your life controlling what you are eating, forcing yourself to eat salad when you really want nachos, sitting on your hands, trying not to eat bread for so long. So of course, the second someone says, eat what you want, you go for all of the foods that you have been keeping yourself from for years. So duh, duh, you guys, of course, that's where your mind goes. But since you are someone who already cares about health, I know that you you care massively about your weight as well, but since health is actually important to you, since you are someone who's sort of tuned in to the importance of eating whole soul foods, you have to trust that eventually your body will send you cravings for chicken and kale, right? Like if you start engaging in intuitive eating and you end up like eating cake for breakfast, you have to eventually trust that you will reconnect to your biological instincts. Now this can take time, of course, but intuitive eating is about listening to your body. And guess what? It is a natural biological instinct to want to eat to feel well. So when you honor and trust your body, when you respect it, when you reconnect to your hunger and fullness signals, you will start to hear those cravings for more nutrient-dense foods. Now, again, this can take time, but I'm an intuitive eater, and I genuinely like eating nutrient-dense foods. And if you are someone who is concerned with health and nutrition, then you absolutely will too. But you have to want to heal your relationship with food more than you want to keep than you want to keep feeling crazy and obsessed and stressed around food. So anti-diet means anti-rigid controlling rules. It means anti-shame and guilt and judgment with food. It is anti-weight focused, not necessarily anti-weight loss per se, rather, there is a focus on health-promoting behaviors. And if those health-promoting behaviors lead to weight loss, then cool. If they don't, also cool. You guys, it's not about weight loss. It's about actual health. And you guys know, if you have been listening to this podcast, that weight does not correlate to health. We can engage in very unhelpful behaviors that produce weight loss but harm our health. So anti-diet is actually just about focusing on health-promoting behaviors like drinking more water, going for a walk, adding more fruits and vegetables into your diet, That type, those types of things. Now, the reason it is that way is because we have an overwhelming amount of science that shows pursuing weight loss just by itself does not work. It typically backfires, increasing the likelihood of you gaining more weight in the long run. And one in four dieters goes on to develop an eating disorder. So in the intuitive eating and anti-diet space, weight loss is simply not a measure of success that we pay attention to because it's about true well-being, vibrancy, and long-term health which is why intuitive eating is about healthy, holistic living. Eating well, 
and living a healthy lifestyle is not all or nothing. And if you have it in your brain that I only can eat perfectly, I can only eat clean, I can only eat non-processed foods, you guys, that's not truly holistic, healthy living because it's probably causing stress in your life. So all or nothing mentalities, black and white living, it does not work. It's unsustainable. And there is a happy medium. We can live life in the gray, somewhere between restrictive, perfectly clean eating and a mindless disregard for the quality or quantity of what we consume. And it's this middle ground where I now live in balance and it's where I help my clients get to as well. So yes, I mostly eat pretty bowls of vibrant, colorful, nutrient-dense foods. You guys see that on my Instagram. But I also talk openly about the fact that I drink beer and wine and sometimes tequila and I eat french fries and I eat chocolate. I'm not hiding that from you guys. I do those things too. Now, it is wildly important to find a way to have it all. Because food is not just physical nourishment, and it's not just about gaining and losing weight. It's emotional, it's experiential, it's love for ourselves and for our communities. So yes, because I care for myself and I respect my body, I eat nutrient-dense foods. Because I care for the planet, because I care for the environment, because I really want to support seasonal, organic, unprocessed local foods and not massive commercial agriculture, I eat nutrient-dense foods. I'm excited to choose those foods because of what they represent. They represent my values. I also love these foods because I think they're delicious and, and because I love myself and my, and I love my life, I enrich it with cake and rosé and french fries too, even though those french fries are probably fried in GMO canola oil. I'm aware of that. Truly though, a healthy lifestyle incorporates all of the things that make you feel more alive. So intuitive eating is healthy eating. An anti-diet is about long-term sustainable health. A fixation on cleanliness and purity of food to the point of interfering with the quality of your life if it's causing you stress, it's disordered eating. And it's possible that it can also become, if it isn't already, a full-blown eating disorder called orthorexia. So ultimately, what there is here to understand is that intuitive eating is so much more about holistic health and reconnecting to your body wisdom. Now, intuitive eating is a part of body wisdom, but intuitive eating only really is about just the eating. It's just about the physical body. It does incorporate that mental and emotional component because it's about taking the stress and the fear and the shame out of healthy living. So I hope that clears up the the, any confusion that you may have. Um, if you guys have further, you know, follow-up questions, you can shoot me a DM or an, an email. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I really do hope that this um, was helpful in sharing with you a little bit more about what is possible um, by transitioning into intuitive eating and what the anti-diet movement is actually really about. Um, okay. So I will be back in the United States, you know, in late November. Um, so yeah, if you are currently listening to this when it goes live, I'm in Peru hanging out with my girlfriends, uh, exploring the sacred Valley and Machu Picchu. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked this podcast, if you got a lot out of it, again, I would love for you to go leave a ratings and review on iTunes and um, have an amazing week and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye.